Hey everyone and welcome back to the Talk Dental To Me podcast. My name is Emma and I'm your host. I'm an oral health therapist based in Melbourne, Australia and I created this podcast so we can learn together, meet different health professionals and dental professionals and learn about new oral care innovations and just chat about things that need to be discussed and you guys know that I like to chat about topics that aren't conventionally discussed or new things and also I like to take things back to basics and just remind everyone that we're all human and it's really important to touch base on mental wellness so I brought on the lovely Amber Ojak she is a dental hygienist and therapist based in Edinburgh, Scotland. And we just take a deep dive into mental wellness in the dental profession. And this is really resonating with me at the moment. I've had a really big 12 months and I work clinically, I work with oral care brands, and I do all these little things outside of my nine to five. And sometimes it can get pretty overwhelming. So I'm not going to lie, I have been not, yeah, struggling. I was going to say not struggling, but yes, struggling over the last couple of months, just trying to juggle everything, but also prioritize my mental health and still socializing with friends and seeing family, making time for my boyfriend and all that type of stuff that we want to do in this life. But Yeah, work can get pretty busy sometimes and, you know, patients and others around you expect a lot of you can, it can be a lot. And I think this is translated quite a bit into being absent from my content creation and social media stuff just because I'm feeling quite exhausted at the moment. So I haven't actually spoken too much about this at all on my platforms on Instagram or on TikTok. I just didn't feel like it was something that I wanted to address at the time. But after doing this podcast with Amber, I just really had to sit down and just strip back everything that I was doing at the moment and also just reassess and see if there was anything that I needed to rejig or change in my week. And I'm still trying to figure that out. So I'll keep you guys posted. But this episode for me, look, I'm not human. And sometimes I forget to practice what I preach. So I hope you guys learn something from this episode. And Amber gives us some really good tips on how to reduce stress levels and also manage stress and prioritize mental wellness in our profession. So if this is you, I feel you. I feel like there could be a lot of us going through this at the moment. And also I want to help equip students or new grads who have currently entered the workforce and are dealing with so many different things at the moment and learning so many different things. It can feel quite overwhelming. So just know that We're all experiencing it and I'm here to listen if you ever want to chat and share this with someone who you feel like this will help because I really want to use this platform at the end of the day to really help you guys and equip you guys. So that's a little bit about 
the stuff that's happening with me at the moment. I hope you're all well though and that I just can't believe it's crazy that it is September now. I'm truly looking forward to the end of the year and finally going on holiday and I think that's also another reason why I've been feeling like low in energy because I haven't had a proper break this year. I have been on little mini weekends but a lot of those trips have been for work. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. If you did enjoy it, please don't forget to leave me a review and don't forget to follow along on Instagram on at Talk Dental to Me Podcast and at Emma Talks Teeth for the latest podcast updates. Let's get straight into the episode. Hi, Amber. Good morning to you because it's evening here. Amber's halfway across the world, <laughs> but welcome to the Talk Dental to Me Podcast. Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited to speak to you. <laughs> Likewise, we have been trying to tee this up for a long time, haven't we? I think it's been, I would say, at least three months, would you say? <laughs> yeah, I would, but just everything seems to have gotten in our way. So at least uh, we're, we're all raring to go. <laughs> yes, I remember the very first time we set it up, I then caught COVID and I sent you that voice note and my voice was gone. <laughs> yeah. And that was all the way back in April. So I'm glad we are finally here today. Yeah, we're both healthy. We're both kind of overcome COVID, so we're all good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, my Australian listeners will have immediately picked up on an accent. <laughs> so before we get started, can you just please tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, where you studied, and what you're currently doing clinically and non-clinically? Sure. So I'm Amber. I'm a dental kind of hygiene um, dental therapist, but I'm based in Edinburgh. But originally I'm from Yorkshire. But a lot of people don't know this. I was actually born in Birmingham. So I'm not even solely from Yorkshire. I'm a Brummie. But then my parents moved to Yorkshire and I spent most of my life there as a child growing up. And then um, I made the decision to study at the University of Edinburgh. So I came up here I think it's like nearly nine years ago now, actually, which is terrifying. And I stayed after I graduated from university. So that was pretty much me settled in Scotland, which really confuses people because I think on my social media, it's like the Edinburgh Edinburgh. Dental Hygienist. Mm. So people expect me to have a really strong Scottish accent, but I have a very neutral accent Mm. across the board. (laughs) You do, you do. But yeah, so I've just been working in clinic really as soon as I qualified. Um, I'm currently in clinic for kind of four and a half days a week. It just kind of depends on the week. And I do many, many things outside of work as well. So I'm a very busy person, as you know, Emma. Yes, yes, you are. What else do you like to do outside of work? So I currently have a food blog. My food blog is kind of my, yeah, my baby. Um, so that's kind of blowing up at the moment, but I'm doing a lot of work with another dental company at the moment, Colgate, and we're doing some webinars. So yeah, it'll be really exciting. That's so cool. I think it's really important as dental professionals to have diversity in your week. I think that really keeps you motivated and it just keeps you going, keeps you critically thinking. I think when you graduate from university, I think you are quite clinically focused, but you get to a certain point where you start to want to dip your toes in in other fields. So I absolutely love that. What's your food blog? 
So my food blog is actually called Edible in Edinburgh. Oh, I love that. So, yeah, it's very uh, cheesy, but I thought it was quite catchy and you remember it. And I just, before I even had it, I would spend all my free time kind of looking at restaurants and exploring food. And I always said if dentistry didn't work out, I wanted to be a food critic because I love it. So then I kind of just made this blog during, I think it was like a year ago in February. And I just thought, I'm going to use all the photos I take and just upload them. And yeah, it's been an experience and I, I love it. Like I love going to places. I love meeting new people. Mm. So so it's such a nice kind of balance between dentistry and food. <laughs> Does Edinburgh have a really big food scene? I worked with a dentist who was from, I believe, from Glasgow, but did university at Edinburgh and whenever he went home just uploaded the most beautiful like scenic photographs really delicious food is the food scene really big there because it's big here in Melbourne yeah the food scene here is mental and it's just kind of climbing I think at the moment there's so many kind of local businesses opening up more and more kind of retail outlets and there's so many different kind of varieties of food and there's more street food pop-ups and yeah it's a really big scene and there's a big big field of food kind of bloggers I think actually based in Edinburgh and some of them I can say like my closest friends now as well so it's it's really nice it's that's cool it's a very different world I I go to events that I never even knew were happening in the city and obviously they've always been going on Mm. just oblivious to it that is so cool well I'm definitely coming to Edinburgh one day because it's on my bucket list and, you know, I will be calling you. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) All right. So before we start, I'm going to do a quick little quick fire. I'm going to say a word or two words and you're going to tell me the first little thing that pops into your head. All right. Yeah, sure. All right. Floss. Cheat. (laughs) Next holiday. Croatia. I love Croatia. Favourite food? Pizza. Mm, I love a good pizza. Yum. Favourite dessert? Cheesecake. Ooh, yum. And Australia? Kangaroos. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to be very stereotypical. No, no, no. Not at all. That is exactly what I thought you would say, actually. (laughs) Yeah, predictable. (laughs) No, but probably about, what, 99% of what someone would actually reply to. (laughs) Now, back to dental. I feel like I could go on and on about your food blog. (laughs) I saw some really cool posts of you hosting online seminars and I thought, oh, that's so cool. And I always thought that you were just so well-spoken. And can you tell everyone what these were centered on? Yeah, well, thank you very much. I'm glad someone thinks I'm well-spoken. I get people ripping into me for my accent at work all the time. So uh, that's nice to hear. So basically, yeah, it all kind of kicked off during COVID and lockdown. My first kind of few webinars were for students and it was to do with how to make the most of your kind of first few years as a newly qualified professional, just because they'd been taken out of kind of the learning platform. And I just kind of thought, well, you're not going to be given kind of the insight into what you know. And a lot of people weren't in clinic when they were studying at this time so I just wanted to do something to kind of help them so that was really nice and then after this I kind of had a lot of time to think about 
what would benefit our profession and what would benefit kind of the general public. And I started looking into behavior change techniques. And I, I kid you not, I was sat on my sofa at home and I just wrote down educate, motivate and encourage because those are the three words I associate when I'm trying to teach my patients how to improve their oral health. And I kind of looked at it and I was like, oh, it's like Emmy. And I remember I, I turned to my dad and I went, look, I just came up with this idea. And he went, oh, no idea what you're on about. <laughs> so I was like, right, well, I know what I'm on about. So I started kind of literally jotting down every idea I had in my head, which was pretty much that we are forever evolving as a profession and coming out of covid um we need to adapt Mm -hmm. at this point kind of people weren't being able to be seen as regularly so i was like how do we get the encouraging their oral health and what they're doing at home message across better and i created emmy and emmy basically is kind of like a three-part program that looks into different behavior change techniques and how we can bring this into practice also kind of over virtual stuff too because now I know people are tapping into that and yeah I was very very lucky at the time to team up with Curaprops and we ran these webinars together and we had kind of an introduction one and then we actually had my three-part course which was it was amazing it was really really nice to do and present and the feedback was just wonderful. Are you still doing them? No, at the moment I'm not because life obviously kind of got in the way. So I had to put Emmy on the back bench for now, but I am very kind of eager and keen to get Emmy back into like the main focus because I think I've worked so hard on this. And like I said, the feedback from my other kind of courses was so good. So I know people want to see more of it. And people are constantly asking me how I'm getting on with Emmy and how it's going so I think people are just watching and waiting and they won't be disappointed when she makes a comeback. (laughs) Oh I can't wait for it. I really like that it's very patient focused and also sometimes in university we get caught up in the clinical things like you know how to know the exact composition of a material for our exams and stuff and we forget about all the communication stuff which is so so important when it actually comes to clinical practice because you can do the best filling in the world or leave no calculus behind ever but if you cannot communicate to your patients in a way that they will resonate with and that they will understand, you may not even get to that point where you can provide that treatment for them. So communication is such an important skill to have. And some people are born with it. Some people have those skill sets already and some people really need to work on it. And I think that's a really great course for those people who can identify within themselves when they do graduate. And you know, it's right there that they can just pick up online and, and learn. So that's amazing. What a great idea. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think if you don't have communication, then that that is never going to work. You're never going to build this kind of journey with your patients mm. because communication is key. And I very cheesily say, like, it's taking patients, like, plaque to basic. <laughs> because if you don't build from the very basics, you can't advance on this. And I think, like, I'm not trying to rewrite 
the wheel and that was just like a few like comments like I know people know how to give oral hygiene instruction practice like we are so good at Mm. this we are taught this to kind of the back and beyond but it's how we present this and it's just a new take on oral hygiene instruction and I just know feedback from students was it was really nice to have like a breakdown of like three sections rather than just repeating the same things and I mean I know with my patients if you turn around to someone and go so tell me your long-term goal for your oral health they look at you and they go I've never even thought about a long-term goal but if you start putting goals in patients heads then it's something to work towards rather than just feeling like they're being kind of pushed and nagged and just moved in the in the wrong direction yeah and that's the key to great communication right patients don't want to feel judged and they want to be able to feel comfortable with their provider and it's about yeah learning these things for yourself so you can reach these patients in a different way that you may not be used to but it's a really good skill set to have and I love that question asking patients what are your long-term goals with oral health I guess you you know you're quite used to being asked that for I don't know marriage or you know what you want to to have achieved when you know by the time you're 80 years old but not so much for your oral health so I'm going to be asking my patients that it's really really great yeah you should I will. So guys, you guys just getting a little taster into Emmy. So we need to all jump on that bandwagon when Amber brings it back. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So Emmy was a a COVID passion project for you. I know a lot of people, even myself, like Emma Talks Teeth was born out of being in lockdown. We spent a lot of time in lockdown here in Melbourne particularly. And for me, you know, the first week's a bit of a novelty. You're like, oh, I get seven days off work. It's so nice. You just, you know, it's almost like you enjoy it. But then as time went on, it's like, you know, everyone gets, was starting to get a bit sick of it and, you know, mental health and stuff. People really struggled in their own ways through COVID. And yeah, with everything happening in the world, did COVID affect you in terms of your work and job how how was that for you so I think I tried to think back I think we were just off for about three short three months and I think I know for me I just kind of I think my brain just kind of blocked out on purpose what was going on and the extent of it it. sounds very self-absorbed but I think if yeah I think if I had one moment where I was looking out my window and I was thinking, God, there's an illness out there that is killing people like every second, every day. Mm. So I think my brain just kind of blocked that out and was like, you're going to be fine. So for me, I just kind of, I was so busy actually because I made Emmy and I just started looking at other ways um, to help people. I was involved in like a project as well online where we had Zoom appointments with people that could join up and sign in and we could give them more hygiene advice over Zoom, which was quite nice. And then it was kind of straight back to practice with all the new PPE and restrictions and we kind of just hit the ground running. And I think a lot of the general public don't actually realise that we've been working kind of two, three months into this pandemic. Um, they think we've just been off 
all this time as well and they're quite shocked to hear that actually like we've just been non-stop ever since so yeah it's it's quite eye-opening I think for them because <laughs> I think as a profession we got quite forgotten about to be honest and I, I would just say that like holding my hands up. If you've been following me for a while now on Emma Talks Teeth and the Talk Dental to Me podcast, you will know how much I love plaque disclosing solution. It's to the point where I will not provide a preventative hygiene appointment for my patients in clinic without disclosing their teeth first. Reason being, number one, it's such a good visual aid to show patients exactly where they're missing when they're brushing at home. And it also gives them peace of mind that you're doing your job because they'll see that there will be no color left on their teeth and also gives you peace of mind that you're removing every little bit of biofilm in their mouth. I think this is also a really good thing for patients to implement at home as well. And with this in mind, High Smile have created the ID Stain Eraser. And it's the first product of its kind that helps both identify and remove stains. It's a two-in-one treatment that works by identifying and erasing stains in just two easy steps. The first step is the stain identifier, and it's a gel pen that contains a red dye that binds to the biofilm, quite similar to the way plaque disclosing tablets work and the identifier will highlight in red stains on the tooth's surface. The second step is to use the stain eraser and it's a unique paste that has been designed as an enamel safe polisher to remove stains without compromising the tooth enamel. This is a very new concept. This brand new product launches on September 20th. So I am one of the first people to share it with you guys. And I'd just like to thank High Smile for sponsoring this episode and continuing to support the Talk Dental to Me podcast and sharing with us new oral care innovations and allowing us to learn together. So guys, let's get back to the episode. I remember seeing posts on Instagram from that time period from hygienists and therapists in the UK. And you guys were in like the thick of summertime, I believe it was as well. And just like that level of PPE you guys were having to wear, you know, on your 30 plus degree days. Well, like we were sitting at home in lockdown in the dead of winter, I couldn't even imagine like just how like exhausting that would have been, you know, having to DA for yourself, having to deal with the heat or the extra PPE, like the bare minimum of even trying to go to the bathroom would have just been such a pain. Do you feel like a lot of hygienists and therapists were quite burnt out from COVID over there? Yeah. And I, I honestly think like we're not even scratching the surface with the mental kind of struggles that we've all had to face. I mean, personally for me, I think I hit burnout before Christmas, but then I think I hit it twice as hard actually kind of March, April time too. Because I won't lie, like that's like the worst kind of mental place like, I have ever been in. And I know I'm not the only one to have felt like this over the last two years because it's been a lot. And I mean, it's so nice to see that we're all getting the chance to have breaks now and go on holiday. But there was a period in time where we didn't have this break and we're having to work. Like you say, we're in the midst of summer, which was a great weight loss program, by the way. Sweat. Sweat (laughs) that that you shed 
in these gowns. Oh my goodness. And it's like you have to deal with that. You have to deal with your patients. You are like literally like running on empty. And you had to adapt. Like it was a completely different way of working. And then, I mean, now it's obviously been kind of settled a bit and we're not having to wear kind of all this advanced gear. So, I mean, that's quite a shock to the system as well because it's moving from one way to another and then back to normal. So the adjustment, I think, is hitting a lot of people and I I know a lot of people are just wanting to take time back for themselves. They don't teach us very much about burnout and how to manage stress at uni. What was it like for you guys over there? Because I know when I went through university, I, I don't remember that, any of that at all. No, I don't think it does get touched on very much. Well, I don't think during my course it was really talked about too much at all not that I can remember so I think it's you find your own ways to kind of cope with it and deal with it and I mean the really good thing is there's been so much awareness of it over the last two years and people writing articles people kind of coming up with programs like to help us with it so I think it's just we've had to find our own feet in a way with having to cope with this which I think has helped some of us. I don't think it's helped everyone. Though. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been an obstacle, another obstacle that we've had to try and get over. Mm, absolutely. And there are lots of students listening. And I have worked with students in the past who did start dental hygiene school 2020. So, you know, not being able to see patients for that whole year and then they said they only saw their first patients ever last year, December, and then third year, so it's a three-year course here in Australia, the third year you're meant to be out full-time basically seeing patients all year. So how stressful having to – I could not even imagine that, you know, I remember first year being so nervous to see a patient, whereas some of these students, you know, were seeing their first patients really one month before they went out into the real world, basically. Do you have any tips for students out there listening saying, that's me right now? Like, how can I cope with burnout? So I think one of the main things I love and people kind of introduce me to it is journaling. Um, you can buy kind of journals like online. I think you can get them in the shops now as well. Because I think it's so good to just write down your thoughts. I know the journal I use, it's split into kind of morning and evening. So you write down kind of what you want to achieve in the day, um, how much water you're going to drink, what you're going to eat, what you're going to do for yourself. And then in the evening, you kind of have a roundup. And I, I love doing it because it makes you just step back not on your phone, you're not on social media, and you're just thinking about what you can do for you. But I just touched on another thing, so like social media and burnout, I would say making sure you are not kind of absorbed by social media and your phone. I'm guilty of that. That can really contribute to kind of stress. I think we all are. And actually, I mean, I had a shock when I looked at my screen time um, for kind of apps. So I would definitely say Sometimes on iPhones as well, you can a kind of restriction on how long you spend on an app and it will just close down. So that's a really good way to kind of do things. But I would say the biggest thing to handle burnout is just finding things you find 
pleasure in outside of dentistry. Um, for me, like my food blog, I know people like to exercise, do yoga, all this extracurricular stuff just to switch off from it and talk to people. Because if you don't talk to people, people don't know you're struggling. And again, on social media, we're so good, I think, at kind of painting a picture that we all might be coping and we're happy, but underneath it's not always the truth. So I think just being honest and talking to people, whether it's your friends, your family, online therapy, I think that can help people too. So it's just making sure you are talking and you're not bottling it up. And it's also, you know, something that we all learn as we go through life and being self-aware about it as well. I remember a point in my career where I didn't even realize I was burnt out at the time. But then when I looked back, I was like, wow, I really, I really was. And then sometimes it's good to just have a little, almost like self-reflection. And I think that's why your idea of journaling is really great because it's something concrete that you've written that you can look back on and reflect. But also it's really intentionally sitting down and you know, asking yourself, how am I? And all those different types of things that really do influence your day and, you know, set you up for work, set you up for the week ahead and just reframing your your mindset as well. Yeah, I think it's important because like, like I say, if you don't take a step back every now and again, then you're kind of like on this train and you can't get off and I think that's what can cause problems in the end so it's it's good to just take a bit of a step back and some time to yourself. I'm gonna do that for the iPhone tonight I didn't know that you could do that with your apps. Yep you can Um, and you can set kind of just a timer for an individual app or all the apps it will just literally put like a bar on them so it means that you can't get on as easily and you can obviously override it and it will say, oh, do you want to do it for 15 minutes or just get rid of it completely? But it just means that you're not getting disturbed, which is it's a really good tool, but it takes a lot of self-control as well. Oh, it would. It would. Like for me, because I do have my platform, I could find myself just scrolling for an hour past when I was supposed to go to bed. And, you know, you sit there and you're like, what am I doing? I was meant to be asleep an hour ago. I looked at the same thing two seconds ago and now I'm back on this app. What am I doing? So I can definitely attest to that. (laughs) So that's going on my to-do list. Yeah, but we're all guilty Mm -hmm. of that. Yeah, absolutely. And if someone here is listening and they do have burnout, they're in the industry, but they're nervous about speaking to their boss about it because it is something you know sensitive in terms of you know you don't want to look like you know you're maybe letting down the business and like there are so many things that could be running through your mind when all you need is a little bit of time off and you know and it's important to do so but do you have any tips for chatting to your boss about it how do you recommend someone could go about it at the end of the day you have to remember if you're not the best for yourself as a professional you're not going to be the best for your patients and I would just say like I mean I'm quite lucky that I have two bosses who are very 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 understanding but I would just say just write down how you feel before you even approach the conversation because then 
you've got it in front of you and just saying like how you feel and that you are not like obviously wanting to kind of hinder how you treat your patients but this is just you wanting to make them aware that this is how you feel and it's not seen as a weakness anymore I think it's seen as a strength if you are honest with people so I just think just like I say be honest and just very gently approach the subject and then see what they say and half the time if our bosses are in the dental profession and our dentists uh, they probably are feeling exactly the same so they can kind of understand but I just say have just gentle conversations and making them aware is the first step because then if you are reaching kind of that point where you're exhausted like someone is aware and someone can potentially help you so I would just say approaching it like that's really good face to face because like I say over kind of texting over phone calls you can't I think engage sometimes in how someone's feeling as well as in person. I remember earlier on in my career I used to just work through being sick, like to the point where my nose would be just running under my mask and I would stick cotton rolls up each nostril (laughs) to stop my nose from running. And then I just reached a point where I was like, why am I doing this? Like it's now that I look back and I just want like students listening or new grads listening, you know, like it's not a badge of honour to you know, never take sick leave. It's there for a reason. And like Amber said, if you're not your best self, you're not going to provide the best care to your patients. You're not going to be, you know, the greatest maybe team member or, you know, it's a flow on effect for the rest of your life, for your friendships, your relationships. And guys, we spend a lot of time at work. A lot of time. We spend a lot of time at work, more than the time we spend with our loved ones. So it's important that, yeah, number one, you're at a workplace, you know, that you feel comfortable at. And that's a whole different conversation in itself, but also a workplace where you can express yourself. I think that's really important. And if you need to take the time, you take the time. I can't stress that enough. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And like you say, like really your workplace becomes like a work family too. So if you're lucky enough to have that kind of connection, but like you say, it's not working yourself uh, into the ground. And if you are sick, then you're sick. Patients are going to prefer that you take time out to get better rather than pushing yourself to the point you might need longer anyway. That's advice I would give myself to younger me anyway, because I've done the cotton wool thing as well, where I've been stood there with cotton wool up my nose. And it's just like, why? Like, why push yourself to that point? But it's just because we're dedicated uh, to the profession. That is very true. That's very true. Well, thank you so much for your time this morning. I know you are an early bird and you probably had lots planned for your days. So I really thank you for taking the time out and speaking to me this morning. Yeah, well, thank you so much for uh, having me on. It's been a good, I think, to just talk about some of these points and get it out there in the big wide world. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I hope we get to meet finally one day, whether it's me going there or you coming here. I believe it will happen one day. Yes, absolutely. And uh, if we're in Edinburgh, then I can take you to all the good food parts. Um, <laughs> you know, Please. Parts. There we go. <laughs> Part speak. I would absolutely love that. And so your 
food blog is edible in Edinburgh, but what are your dental platforms? Where can people find you? Yes, it's the Edinburgh Dental Hygienist, all kind of in one word. So if people want to find me or ask me anything, then you can find me on there um, and I'll reply fairly quickly because I'm always on my phone. <laughs> all right, we need to both put timers on our Instagram apps. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, Amber, you have a lovely day and we'll speak again sometime soon. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode and put those recommendations into practice and remember to prioritize your mental health so we don't burn out and are not highly stressed because this life is meant to be enjoyed. So I think it's so, so important to prioritize a work-life balance. If this helped you, please don't forget to share it with another dental professional and leave a review on whatever platform you listen to it on. As always, guys, take care and until next time, we'll speak soon. Bye.